Good afternoon to everyone. My name is Felicia Hamilton and I will be your moderator for this session. Welcome to another lecture given to the members given by the members of the South Hill Michigan class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh our Elohim and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis and the president is Dr. Edward Yule. In this school, we use the true, correct and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any characters or letters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by the letter J. Neither was there letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. 
Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being, that is, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given into salvation and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we must ask ourselves is, what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place and court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof how that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Our 10 primary aims and constitutional objectives are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah, without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers laid in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. And 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua, the Messiah, with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state, 
Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we will have a prayer by our president, Dr. Edward Yule, followed by scripture, which will be James, the first chapter read by Dr. Rhonda Walker. I'd like to say good afternoon to all the members attending and those visitors that we wish to bow our hearts and mind, given a moment of prayer to Yahshua Messiah and ask him for the strength of salvation and ask him to give us faith in him that we can endure all the trials and tribulations that we all will have to go through and endure. And we know that this race is not won by the swift, but those that can endure to the end. And we know that that he will judge us according to righteousness. And we must be diligent in seeking him to continue to serve and save us from ourselves and give us salvations in him. All these blessings we ask in Yahshua Messiah, the only hope of our salvation and our true savior. And let us all say hallelujah. 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 Dr. Lewis, may you read the scripture lesson, please? Yes. Thank you. I'd like to say good morning to the class. And I'll be reading out of the Holy Name Bible using the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testament, critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts revised by the late Avery Trainer. <clears throat> that is James chapter one. James, a servant of Yahweh and of the Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. To the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various temptations, knowing this, that the testing of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of Yahweh, who giveth to all men liberally and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of Yahweh. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. But the rich is that he is made low, because as the fl flower of the grass, he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perish. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is he, excuse me, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which Yahweh hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of Yahweh. For Yahweh cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is mature, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will he begat us with the word of truth, that we should be kind of the first fruits 
of his creatures. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of Yahweh. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be you doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his faith, excuse me, his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetter hearer, forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before Yahweh the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. That was James, the first chapter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Yule, for that beautiful prayer, and Dr. Lauren Lewis for our scripture, which was James, the first chapter. We'd like to remind, we'd like to once again welcome everyone out to our uh, Zoom session today. And we'd like to remind everyone to please remain muted unless you're called on to speak, and also to keep your cameras turned off. We'd, um, Yes, keep your cameras turned off, I'm sorry. <laughs> and for our first speaker of this afternoon, we're happy to call from our Oakland, California branch, Dr. Carolyn Russell. Dr. Russell? I'm sorry, I was trying to unmute. Good morning everyone. Good morning. Um, it is a pleasure and always an honor to be able to say anything that I've learned since coming into this teaching, this great gospel. My heart's a little heavy this morning. I just lost one of my sisters in the Oakland branch. So um, it just really brings me to wanting to look at how we have something to look forward to. And every time I hear someone's passing, transitioning, um, the only thing that really gives me any peace is knowing the father and knowing that Yahshua died, went through a burial and resurrection, and that we too have to go that same way. But that through this teaching, the founder sharing with us about that spiritual kingdom, it gives us something to look forward to. And it gives us a foundation so that when these things occur, we have something to look to. 
I wanted to just say a few words um, and just a few words this morning um, about how we have been prepared to look to the spiritual kingdom and to not get caught up on the world, on the things that we have from a natural standpoint and even our own physical bodies. Because, you know, when I <clears throat> experience uh, death with people who do not know anything about Yahshua and his spiritual kingdom, I find myself so feeling so blessed because in the world, we were taught um, about, quote unquote, going to heaven. And then the world has all kinds of concepts that we've been, we've been educated through this teaching, through Yahshua, about how and where we go when we leave this creation. Um, and the world has a lot of concepts that we no longer believe because we do know that Yahshua talked in his ministry. Once he opened the understanding of the apostles and others, he taught a spiritual kingdom and that there is a great reward and it's not here on earth. And so he doesn't want us to get attached to these physical things because they are temporal. Now in the world, they have you know many concepts about uh, how this creation um, will end. Some don't think it will end, but they think it's gonna be cleaned up. But we know that that is not the case. Uh, could I get John 18 and maybe 36? I'm just going to say a few words. That's John 18, 18 and 36. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Now, Joshua always preached about the kingdom that is not of this world. And, you know, the world has a concept about how this creation, you know, some call it, um, you know, what's going to happen at the end. And there are many concepts about um, how the creation is going to be cleaned up. But he says that it is not of this world. Let me have Thessalonians um, 4 and 17. First Thessalonians or second? Oh, second, sorry. I think it's, I think it's seven. I think it's second. Uh, no, it will have to be first if it's the fourth chapter. I'll try that okay, and yeah, let okay, me know. Yeah, 417. Okay. That's first Thessalonians 4 and 17. Excuse me. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet Yahweh in the air, 
and so shall we ever be with Yahweh. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, the world talks about, um, they've got a concept about how, you know, this creation, how we will leave this creation. And when they talk, when they read that, you know, they're really thinking about being caught up physically so, because they think physically so. But we know that air points to spirit. And when we talk about being caught up, we're being we're talking about being caught up in the spirit. We're not talking about um, anything physical because that's just not what we were taught. And, um, you know, we can go back and, and see that there, there were those who were translated um, Enoch. Um, I think it's about 11 and 15, but the world teaches a different concept you know, about being um, translated, trans, uh, trans, transitioning from this creation. But in this teaching, we were taught that that is not the case. You know, some, some in the world talk about um, a rapture um, and, and a carrying away. And Dr. Kelly never mixed this teaching with those kinds of concepts. Right, he talked about, uh, Yahshua talked about how this physical creation um, was not our home and that we would not establish anything here. Um, can you pick up, um, is it First uh, Corinthians, I think it's 15, maybe 15 and 15. That's 1 Corinthians 15 and 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of Yahweh, neither doeth corruption inherit incorruption. Correct. So we're not looking for anything of this world. Yahshua talked about how we were not of this world. And when he's talking about, you know, how we would be set apart, talking about being sanctified, he's talking about separation. And when we are separated, see, from Yahweh or separated from the spirit, um, or I'm sorry, when we are separated from this physical, then we will be in that total spiritual state that we all look forward to. And the world teaches, you know, about, as I said, about a, sometimes they talk about a caring away, or sometimes they talk about a rapture, and none of that stuff is in the Bible. Um, none of it, none of it, some of it just came out of concepts and theories and opinions. Um, um, he talks about us not even conforming to this world. Uh, I think it's in Romans uh, that there's a difference, see, between the kingdom and this world. And we look to the soul, you know, being changed, that form being changed. Um, and I think it's um, Romans uh, 12, maybe 12. And could you start with 12, 12 and 1? 
That's Romans 12 and 1. I be can you hear me? Yes. Okay, Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Yahweh, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahweh. Okay. And, you know, that's all that's really on my mind about how we have to look to that spiritual kingdom that is not of this world. And we've been prepared to experience these, um, these deaths that many of us are experiencing in the IDMR. And these are the kinds of scriptures that I continue to go to because they prove what Dr. Kinley always taught about the kingdom not being of this world. And separating us from those fears and concepts and opinions. Um, I think it's um, uh, Romans 14, 14, 17. Did you pick that? Romans 14 and 15. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walketh thou not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat for whom the Messiah died. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of Yahweh is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he that... Okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. For he that in these things serveth the Messiah is acceptable to Yahweh and approved of men. Okay. Um, also, can you get, um, I think it's Luke 17, Luke 17, and I think it's about 20. Luke 17 and 20. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of Yahweh should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of Yahweh cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say low here or low there. For behold, the kingdom of Yahweh is within you. And that is what we have come to know and understand. And that gives, at least it gives me peace to know that it is nothing physical. And we're so surrounded by physical things and physical people um, in ourselves as well, that it's very, very easy, see, to get um, so connected. And when we experience these deaths, it's really hard, particularly for those in the world that do not understand what the kingdom is. And I just, I'm so appreciative that Dr. Kinley taught us and this, this, these schools were set up to teach the truth and they were never set up to teach 
about a physical kingdom. It was never set up for us to learn about the world and to become so engrossed in the world that we lose sight. We were always taught and continue to be taught that this kingdom that the world considers is not our home. You know, it's always um, been taught theories and concepts and opinions, you know, the Jehovah Witnesses think that this creation is going to be cleaned up and that, um, you know, somehow we're going to be able to stay here. But he consistently, Yahshua, when he's walking in his ministry, he never talked about anything but the spiritual kingdom and his father's house. And I just am so very thankful that I know these things. Um, it speaks about our citizenship, right? And our citizenship <clears throat> is in heaven. And our citizenship is not here. Yes, there, you know, there's a government here and we're taught, you know, in the scriptures it says, follow the, the laws of land. And that's exactly what we do. But we know that in this teaching, we were taught about etchetology. And that talks about, you know, the end. And, but we weren't taught theories and concepts and opinions about that, right? Um, the study of, you know, the last things of the end of times is what that's about. But it's so relevant now, more and more, at least for me, because it really does break down in the, you know, in the chart, the last chart about how, you know, judgment will come, how um, Yahweh is going to make sure that everyone knows his name at the end. Someone was telling me yesterday that the mainstream artists, you know, now know Yahweh. And I said, well, it has always been in songs, you know, songs, music. Um, it's, you know, you, there are many, many songs. You can go so far back. Um, I'm not talking gospel, I'm talking, you know, um, R&B, uh, where these messages are there, but now people are getting the name. And so it only fulfills the scriptures. Because Yahweh says, you know, that they will all know my name. And as we get closer and closer to the end, you know, people are so broken um, when they are separated from their physical family or friends. But this teaching and the scriptures and what Dr. Kelly left for us to understand about etchetology it's basically given us an understanding of exactly what's going to happen. Um, you know, it's no guarantee that one will be here, but it's no guarantee that one will not be here when the universal revelation comes. But it does show us through the scriptures um, that it is not going to be anything that's physical. And we can you know, go to that last chart um, and see how Yahweh has laid out that judgment day. See, he talks about 
carnal ordinances uh, being restored. And that has happened, you know, even here within the IDMR. Um, you've got people in the IDMR who first taught the teaching and taught about all these erroneous holidays. And many of them have gone back to doing a lot of those things that we were taught to stay away from. The scripture said earlier that yeah, the kingdom is not eating and drinking. See, it's not coming together with your family around dinners and around um, these type of things that people come together for once or twice a, a year. Um, but it is not that. It is about peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And that's something we can have on this earth. That is something that we can have standing right here that we come to know and understand only because as a result of coming into this teaching that we now understand about the end of time. See, and we can study it and we can know for an assurity of the things that Yahweh um, through taught that Dr. Kinley taught us about the separation and about how these carnal ordinances would be restored. And we would have to see it as sad as it may be, we would have to see it in this school first. And that is exactly what we're seeing as we get closer to the end of times. And so the only thing I can say is the peace that it brings me to see the scriptures fulfilled. Even as we see our brethren transitioning in this teaching, it is still a peaceful thing, at least for me, because I can at least say they knew the father. See, they taught in their physical life and walked in this teaching once they came to know it. And that's really the only blessing that we can really talk about mm -hmm. is really knowing what Yahweh put into the hearts and mind of men and how he taught through, the, through Dr. Kelly the righteous way in which we are to serve him, see, and to worship him. And he says to worship him in spirit and in truth. See, not through carnal ordinances, not through physical things, and not most of all, getting caught up and holding on and sad to see our brethren leave because it is um, a joyous thing, but you miss the presence. And you miss, you know, hearing them preach. But what gives me peace is knowing that they did know the Father. So I, I don't have a lot to say this morning. I just wanted to share some of the scriptures that has helped me in these last couple of days, um, losing another sister in this teaching who I've walked with um, and no preparation uh, other than this teaching. Um, it, that's the preparation. The preparation for that was knowing Yahweh and knowing that Yahshua have walked in his ministry and talked about these things and gave us some understanding so that we would not be lost 
that we would not be caught up in the theories and concepts and opinions that we're going to see someone in heaven. And, you know, that's the thought of the world. They truly believe that when they leave this earth, that they're going to see those that who those who have passed on before them. But those concepts, theories, and opinions are not of this teaching. And we can just be so very blessed because it is, um, it's something that can make a person lose their mind when they lose something or someone that they're so very close to. But in this teaching, we have been given a foundation. Uh, the scripture says, is it Proverbs, wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of, my, of thy times and the strength of thy salvation. Wisdom and knowledge, what we truly know about Yahshua, the wisdom that he has given us through the knowledge is what's gonna keep us stable. No matter who we lose, um, I can imagine, you know, what some people must go through, you know, losing a child. But the wisdom and the knowledge of Yahshua is what keeps one from losing their mind. That knowledge of the last days and the wisdom that we have is what that stability is all about. It's not about a good job. It's not about having a husband. It's not about your bank account. It's not about any of those things because there, there are things that happen in this world that none of those things, um, you know, they can't, none of it can give you peace. So I hold on to what I have learned in this teaching I hold on to that because that's the stability. That is my stability. And the wisdom that we have all attained, you know, about the creation, about the physical body. Um, we can, you know, correlate the physical body to some of the things that are happening. We can see when these things happen that it is about a physical body and that this physical body must go through a death, a burial, and a resurrection. And through that knowledge, I've just recognized the kind of peace that this teaching can give you if you allow it. It can give you the stability to be able to withstand anything that happens. And that's, that's just a true testimony because we didn't have that before coming into this teaching, you know, and just to be able to look at that last chart and talk and be able to explain to someone what will actually happen, see, at the end of this creation, see, how on that great and terrible day, you know, it talks about the sun darkening and the moon, you know, turning to blood, um, you know, it's an explanation for us so that we can understand how exactly Yahweh is going to take this thing out and see his wrath. See, no one should want to not know Yahweh. 
if they truly knew the father, see, they would know or look up the, the definition of wrath. See, the wrath of Yahweh, see, when he takes flame and vengeance on those who do not know him. Um, could you pick up Revelation, I think it's six and about 17. Revelation 6 and 17? Yes. <clears throat> For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Okay. Um, and that judgment, see, um, that judgment, that apostasy, see, that we have come to know about the falling away has been manifested. And as sad as these things are, when we see them, even within this teaching, see, we can have some peace because we know that it's just fulfilling the scriptures and we must see the scriptures fulfilled. See, we have to see that Yahweh does not, did not, and will not lie under no circumstances. See, will it go any other way? We have to see the falling away in this teaching. You know, when I first came into this teaching and they talked about all of those things, I just pointed them to the world. I thought it was just all about the world. But the longer I stayed in this teaching and began to see these things manifested in this teaching, I began to better understand that the scriptures must be fulfilled and it must be fulfilled in this teaching. And we must be able to see it and have peace with it and not become shaken because we don't want the scriptures to lie. We want it to go exactly the way he said it because that is what gives us our wisdom and our knowledge that is going to go exactly the way he said it was going to go. And he will judge. Um, it's Second uh, Timothy, Second um, Timothy four and one, please. Second Timothy four and one. I charge ye, I excuse me, I charge thee therefore before Yahweh and Yahshua the Messiah, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach and I'm sorry, go ahead. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Yes, and that is what we have to do. You know, these scriptures come alive. They talk to us. They give us that peace because we have to see it manifested, see, and that he is judging. And some, you know, the world teach these concepts about, you know, the world is going to come to an end or you're going to die and then he's going to judge you. We're in the judgment now. 
And this first death, the first death, which most people focus on, we know that this first death is not the true death. See, someone said, you know, uh, people die and think that's all, that's it. But then they have to realize, no, there's a second death. And that second death is hard for the world to comprehend. It's hard for them to even grasp because they're so focused on the first death. The first death is the loss of physical body, but it's that second death, that spiritual, that death that is going to judge eternal life or eternal damnation. And there's nothing in this creation worth holding on to, not one thing, as much love as we have for our children, our families, nothing is worth that second death because that is eternal. And to think about eternal damnation versus eternal life, I choose it. I choose life. No matter what it takes in this creation, I choose life. And that is the spiritual, eternal life. And when it all comes to an end, whether one is here or not, it doesn't matter because we will all know Yahweh. See, and when Yahshua walked around, that's all he talked about was his father's kingdom. And we do the same. That's all we want to talk about. Right. Yes, we have to go through these transitions with families and friends as they, you know, go through their transition in understanding and not understanding. So I just want to say that I'm grateful. I'm sorry I didn't, you know, um, give a foundation because we were always taught, you know, you're the first speaker, always set a foundation um, because you never know who is listening. But giving all honor and glory to Yahshua, see, for what he has done for us. And we would not have known anything about it had not been for the founder, Dr. Henry, Henry Clifford Kinley, having his divine vision and revelation and setting up these schools and then giving us an understanding of what a vision and a revelation really is about because we had no idea. We didn't understand the beginning and we did not understand the end. Now we understand the beginning, what's going on in the middle and the end. So we have no excuse as it says in Romans, uh, is it, yeah, Romans. But the visible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, and we're seeing it all, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and supernal nation, nation so that they are without excuse, who, anyone, no one has an excuse. No one has an excuse. So with that, I would like to say hallelujah and thank you for the time.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Russell. And definitely please give our condolences from the Southfield branch to the brethren in, in Oakland on their loss. Thank you. And for, mm -hmm. and for our next speaker this afternoon, we're happy to call from our Southfield branch, Dr. Rhonda Brazil. Dr. Brazil. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. I thank Yashua. Um, he's done some amazing, amazing things at the end of this age. The previous speaker's testimony was so timely. Can you still hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am enjoying the Zoom classes I've attended today. Um, the brethren making it uh, clear that Yahweh is pouring out his gifts at the end of this age. Greater clarity of the gospel that he has delivered to us it is so magnificent. Um, in a previous class, I will try to share some of the things that uh, were brought out about us being born into the kingdom, that this is something that Yahweh in his purpose has allowed by election. You are saved by grace through faith and that not of yourself. It is a gift of Yahweh. Can you get Ephesians? Is that what it is? Ephesians 1 and 9, I think that is where that is. Um, yes. And read down. Ephesians 1 and 9. Now, I'm sorry, just one second. Now, if there are new people that are here, if there are people who are just now understanding something about Yahweh, we want you to know that you have been brought here by divine invitation by your heavenly father. Yahweh has only ever selected out of the world those that he wanted to understand something about him. And they didn't do anything to earn that. For example, at the beginning, in the series of ages, if you can bring up the ages and dispensations chart, Yahweh showed us that he has a divine purpose, pattern and plan that's operating with unerring accuracy through the ages and dispensations. And our ages and dispensations chart shows those ages. Um, the first age is the creative age where there's no time, but the angelic and physical creations were created in that age and they are simultaneously operating one to another. And so as Yahweh demonstrated in the physical creation, when he created the animal kingdom on the fifth day, you remember this, on the fifth day, he brought the fishes of the sea forth. And on the sixth day, he brought both beast and man forth on that day. And the animal and the animal kingdom and the kingdom of man have a, um, a relationship with one another. And so as the plant kingdom that was brought forth on the third day have a relationship with the animal and man called a symbiotic relationship. They're dependent on one another. As we breathe out carbon 
dioxide, that's what the plants ingest. And for their life, we breathe what they need. And for our life, they emit oxygen that we need. And so there's this relationship one to another. Well, the same thing exists between the angelic realm and the physical realm. We need one another. It says in one part of the scriptures, I'm not going to get it, that the angels desired to look into the things that Yahweh was doing. You understand here in the earth plane, the angels desired to know. And they, that angelic realm, exists right along with us, parallel with this creation. So that truly what has happened to those that have passed on is that they have crossed the veil of visibility to invisibility. That realm, that angelic realm is invisible in the natural realm. They're here with us. They're always here with us, but they are not visible to the natural realm. And those that have crossed over have now taken off these physical bodies and what's left is their incorporeal or their souls. And that is an invisible, that exists in the invisibility realm, but still yet exists. As it says in Revelation, those that passed um, that were killed for the word of Yahweh, these were the ones that were martyred. They were under the altar, that altar being the altar of incense in the holy place. There, that altar of incense depicts Yahshua the Messiah being the one that gives the prayer. That's where the prayer was given. The incense was a four ingredient um, art of the apocryphal. Apoca <laughs> apothecary that was um, um, a mixture of herbs and spices that only the high priest knew how to mix to make the proper incense for prayer. That represented Yahshua, the Messiah, the Holy Spirit that maketh intercession for us. He alone knows the proper prayer to give to the Father Yahweh on our behalf. And it says that in Romans 8 chapter, for we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. He knows the true prayer and what to pray for on our behalf. Yahshua does. And so that those souls are under the altar waiting for Yahshua to complete the purpose. And for those of us who have yet to pass on to go through what we have to go through in this earth plane to join them. But they are just in the other room. They're just in the other realm, in the realm of invisibility. But here, speaking of our divine invitation to know something about these things, we were brought here by Yahshua to understand these things. But go ahead and read. Ephesians 1, starting at 9. That's Ephesians 1 and 9. <clears throat> Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, mm -hmm. that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in the Messiah, right. both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Right. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. 
in all things he worketh, not some things, not mm-hmm. just those religious things and the secular is left to its own. No, he worketh all things according to the counsel of his will. So you coming into this teaching and you being brought here to be introduced to your heavenly father was not a happenstance coincidence, a happenstance occurrence in your life. No, Yahweh having purpose that you were going to sit here and understand something about his divine purpose, pattern, and plan. Keep reading. That we should be to the praise of his glory, who mm-hmm. first trusted in the Messiah, right. in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel now, of your salvation. Right. So after, now this, it already has said that, that we should be to the glory of the Messiah. He's gathered us that we might be those that glorify him you understand and we do that as we demonstrate out here in the world what it is that Yahweh has formed in us like the previous speaker was talking about when we have loved ones that pass and we have been dealing with this for some some for a minute here with Yahshua that we've had loved ones that pass you see And what it is that he has established in us to his glory is manifest to those around us. We don't have, we're not falling apart and we don't have um, uh, the same disposition that, that those would have that, that would have suffered a loss of that magnitude. You see, we're not, we're not doing that because we recognize And we testify that we recognize that Yahweh's purpose, pattern, and plan, he has established and is uh, established in another uh, world. In other words, not of this physical, not of this building, something more than this physical. And we don't just read that in the Bible as the world does. We live that. Mm -hmm. We're a part of that. We've been translated into the kingdom. And then we walk, talk, and act like we have. So we're not devastated by the events in this world. It's a terrible thing, the things that are happening. Every other day, you got another mass shooting. Mm-hmm. And people just want to hang, put their heads in the sand and, and loosen restrictions on guns. Fine, that's what you're going to do. Kill each other up. That's just what you're going to do. But we're not distraught about that. We know why that negative spirit has to run rampant the way that he does in this world. We know that. And it look and it has a purpose. You understand? He said that the sons of Yahweh are going to ask that this be taken out. That's what he meant. That means it has to get to a point where you're gonna have to ask. It's not no hunky dory rose color, you know, we just having a good time in our lives now. Uh-uh. It's not how it's gonna work out. So we know that, and we're not distraught about that because we're hastening to the coming of our savior where we were all be translated from this physical realm into that spiritual realm. Now we've been translated spiritually and psychologically already. We're in the kingdom already. Our minds have been changed Mm -hmm. permanently to recognize that spirit realm. But we will look for the rending of the veil of this flesh for all this stuff, all this physical, all this natural. And today is a beautiful day. Mm -hmm. It's an absolutely beautiful day. Add a reflection. They said that sun is now beaming out there today is 70 degree weather, no clouds. I mean, there's no clouds out here. Mm-hmm. 
that 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 sun is darker than a thousand million midnights compared to the true sun of Yahweh. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. All the beauty in this physical realm cannot compare to what Yasha has prepared for us. That our minds can't even handle while we're yet walking in this physical realm. So we know that our brethren that have passed on, that's what they are going to inherit. And we look forward to inheriting that with them. And they can't inherit without us. Mm -hmm. They're waiting on us. And it is only a moment. Remember, a day with Yahweh is as a thousand years. Mm -hmm. That's in Peter. And it's also back there in um, Psalms or Proverbs. I can't remember if it's Psalms or Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs. That a day with Yahweh is as a thousand years when it is past and I'm watching the night, you understand? This is a moment to Yahweh. A thousand years is a moment to Yahweh. Mm. So that's how I, I marvel and I ponder how our founder would tell us that we were right there on the brink, right there on the brink all the time. And that was over nearly 50 years ago. He said, what are you talking about right on the brink? It's been 50 years, you understand? We get confused thinking it ain't happened the way he said. But see, Yahweh's tired. That's only a, that's a half, that's a, a less than a half hour. That's a half hour. Mm-hmm. You understand? With our time, that seems so long. And it ain't that long when you have a little kid. Next thing you know, that child's graduated from high school, 18 years, a legal adult. And it was just a moment ago. I thought mm-hmm. that he was just a kid. But now he's an adult. It's only a minute. You think it's so long. It's only a minute. So you want to have the pleasures of this life and this life but it's temporal. You're not understanding how temporal that is. And you can't take none of it with you. So what the true treasury is, is being formed of those attributes in the Holy Spirit, in righteousness. That's the true treasure. That's the true wealth. That's the true stability. It has nothing to do with this life. The stability is not here. You can see that. Anything you amass, all it takes is one good war. And that's it. You ain't got nothing. And those people who suffered that over there in Gaza, mm-hmm. I looked at that Boise, and that's the kind of things we haven't suffered here in the United States. Right, and that's what right. we take for granted. You have bombs tearing up and destroying your homes. Mm-hmm. And it don't have to be like that, though. Yahweh can make you experience some things. If you can't hear, you can feel. That's right. so you think you got so much in this world. All it takes is one war. That's all it takes. You understand? It's something. But this is what Yahweh has afforded us. He predestinated us. Our destination is already determined in Yahshua the Messiah from the foundation of the world that we might be to the glory of him. Magnifying the knowledge and understanding Yahweh has given us in this world to make us different, peculiar people and special unto Yahweh. That after you heard the word of the testimony of Yahshua Messiah, and that's what I was pondering about also, from a previous class when they were talking about all that um, you know the world has in conceptualizing you know what you do and don't do you know what is and is not you know righteous unto Yahweh or righteous unto God and they got you on all these works they got you confessing sin to your um, priests and all this stuff which is an out and out denial of what Yahshua Messiah did Yahweh did what he said he was going to do in Daniel 9 chapter. He did accomplish that. That is accomplishing Yahshua's side. And he told the disciples to go out and preach. 
remission, repentance, and remission of sin in his name. That all those that receive and believe, this is just what Paul is writing about right here in Ephesians 1.13. This is what he's writing about. That all, all that have received Yahshua, the Messiah, you understand, received his report. You have received that Holy Spirit of promise and are sealed in those things until the time of the reformation and redemption of the body, the translating into that spiritual realm altogether. You've already received the inheritance on this side of the river. If you can understand back where the children of Israel were coming in out of uh, Egypt into Canaan land, Canaan land extended on both this side or before you got to the river Jordan and that side or after you crossed the river Jordan. That was a spiritual principle that Yahweh laid down back there with the children of Israel, that they had an inheritance before they crossed the river Jordan. Some were given their inheritance on this side of the river Jordan. And that's also reflected in Revelation by John on the Isle of Patmos confirming that. We saw a tree of life both on this side and on that side of the river. That river of Jordan is depicting, or it is an analogy of the veil of the flesh that we're talking about, rending the veil of the flesh, going into that next spiritual realm, not having these physical bodies. This realm is temporal, but that realm, that spiritual realm is eternal. That's forever. But you have the ability to gain eternal life. You have been given eternal life, which is in that spiritual realm, on this side of that veil of the flesh, or this side of the river, or while you were yet in the physical body. That is the culmination and fulfillment of what Yahshua said to those, those disciples in John 14th chapter. I go to prepare a place for you. So that where I am, there you may be also. And he prayed the same thing in John 17. Father, I pray that they be where I am. And that is having the Holy Spirit walking around in heavenly places while you are yet in the physical body. That's not the end all to be all. Your ultimate destination is on the other side of the physical body where your inheritance and your, um, your dwelling is permanent. That's what that temple versus the tabernacle sanctuary depicted. The tabernacle sanctuary was a temporal and it wandered around in the wilderness. When that cloud got up, they got up and wandered with it, you understand? And it was weather beaten, you understand? But that temple, Solomon's temple, were the stones hewn out of the mountain that were placed and perfectly fit together and a permanent, type of a permanent structure where the angels weren't on veils but were actually carved into the walls made a part of the structure and that is depicting the spiritual transition from being or having that spirit in these weather beaten physical tabernacles versus having that in the spiritual realm where you are permanently apart you understand and it's never going to be um, the ups and downs that you have in this physical realm now. Engraving right into the walls, part of the temple of his body. And that's what Paul is describing 
when he or Peter describes that as you being lively stones in the building of the temple. That temple is the temple of Yahweh Elohim, his spiritual body. Now, you can't just decide you're going to be a part of that. You can't just say, well, I'm going to sit up in there in the kingdom. No. And Yahweh, do our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, likened it unto a baby born into a family. You didn't choose your family. You didn't decide, well, I think I'll be a Brazil. <laughs> no, you didn't do that. You didn't decide your name. You didn't decide your siblings. You didn't decide your parents. Yahweh, you were uh, selected to be a part of this family, the spiritual family. You were born into it. And that's what he told Nicodemus, except you be born again. You have to be born into the kingdom, born into the family of Yahweh, of Yahshua. And just as you were born in your family and all of you have one name, we all have the name Brazil in this household. That's our family. You understand? So is it in the spiritual family. You were born into that family by one name and you will be given a new name. You understand that, that name is Yahshua. That is your new name, the white stone with the new name written on it. That name is Yahshua. And all the family of heaven and earth is called by that one name. I, we just got done with a beautiful transcript that describes these things. SoundCloud lecture number 12. And I hope that it will be played, you know, like we do play some of these lectures in our um, Tuesday night classes that this lecture, once it comes out the transcript, that we are able to play that one. It's incredibly timely. And it is a very beautiful transcript about what we have to look forward to. So after we heard the word, we trusted or believed Yahweh. See, that's what caused the remission of your sins. Mm -hmm. That's what caused the justification. Yahweh has justified them that have believed him. Not because they did so well, but because they simply believed him. And I was talking about how Noah, when he was selected to be the one to build the ark, it says Noah found grace in Yahweh's eyesight. Noah didn't do anything. He just found grace. That sets up in that age the grace that Yahweh is looking at. One works. And then in the post diluvian age, the same principle comes down with Abraham that Abraham believed Yahweh and that was counted unto him for righteousness. It's the righteousness, which is of faith. So you got grace and you got faith mm. and believe. And so now here in the present kingdom age, that's exactly what Paul and Peter and disciples are preaching. That new covenant is through faith. Go ahead and keep reading. After you have, after you received it, you believed it, you were sealed. Go ahead mm -hmm. and read. 13th verse, in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, mm -hmm. which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Right. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in Yahshua the Messiah and love unto all sons, Cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. Is this the chapter that says you're saved by grace through faith? Or is it another chapter? Is it Colossians, maybe? Colossians, I think it is. Okay. 
Is that what you want? Yeah, I want to get that real quick. You're saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of Yahweh. So when this was being preached earlier today, this was the this was the prettiest example. I um I am not a mother. I didn't have any children, but I was a child <laughs> and I did and I was born. And so they were talking about childbirth and they were mm -hmm. talking about how the child in the womb is growing in the womb, is being fed by the amniotic fluid. They are mm -hmm. breathing the amniotic fluid. And so the amniotic fluid is being changed out every three hours. The amniotic fluid is being recycled or not recycled, but cycled in and cycled out. And it's not, um, it's not like a, you know, gushing, but it's a trickling in and trickling out. This amniotic fluid is being renewed in that womb for that child. And so um, this was a principle because amniotic, that word means little lamb. And so you are, as a baby, you are encased in the amniotic fluid as we were from the foundation of the world, purposed in him or purposed in the lamb of Yahweh. As you see Elohim on that chart, the Moses chart has a book. He has a book um, written up there. It's not, a, you know, he is the book of life, in other words. It's not a physical, actual book, but he's the book of life. And your name is written in that book. So you were encased in the lamb from the beginning, like you are from a physical standpoint, <laughs> encased in an amniotic fluid from the beginning. And then that baby, it was told, and this was just this morning, I didn't know these things, it's so funny. That baby is born with like 217 bones or something, more than you have now. Because the bones in the newborn child are like cartilage. They're soft. They're the, the word that they use is pliable. Those those bones are pliable. And that's what we have to be to be born into the next age. In other words, you can't be rigid and stiff and unable to learn and can't change your mind. And you understand you have to be pliable. You have to be um, able to, cause that baby's bones being soft that way makes that child able to be compacted through that birth canal and born into the world. So in order for you to be born, Yahweh, you see, you, you're a new creature. Being born into that next age, you've got to be malleable. That's, I think that's what, yeah, that's what the word is. You have to be able to be, you know, molded and conformed, as it says, to the image of his, of his dear son. See, this is a real thing. Yes. That negative spirit is doing anything he can to try to stop that from happening in you anything he can you have to be able to deserve and again that is the body that is a gift of the holy spirit that's not something you can study upon discerning that's the gift of the holy spirit your body operates to discern 
those diseases. You know, you had this COVID-19 and they came out with a vaccine to try to help or to teach your body to discern that foreign invader, to be able to fight it off. That's what you have to do. That's what, from a soul, your soul, you have to be able to fight off that foreign invader. You understand that negative spirit is coming at you with all kinds of things. And one of the re- ways that that will happen in you is if you believe what Yahweh's saying to you. When he's telling you you have a negative spirit that's an accuser of the brother, believe that. And don't have those kind of thoughts coming through your head and you just entertain that. And just because it comes through your head don't mean it has to come out your mouth. Keep your mouth shut. That's right. You don't have to turn and accuse and point the finger in this one. And see this lecture, Dr. Kelly, I'm telling you is coming out. And he talks about that in the first part of this lecture. Things that I didn't even realize, the magnitude, you understand? He said, now here's somebody say, now there's so-and-so and so-and-so in this school. Now they ain't what they ought to be. He's, he's, he's talking like somebody else saying that. And Dr. Kinley says, now the fact that you're talking about them shows that you ain't what you ought to be. Ain't that something? And he said, now what that is, he said, that's downright backbiting. Mm. He said, that's a root of bitterness. Yes. Whereby many be defiled. Now, don't we know that to be the truth? Yes. He said, if you think somebody's wrong, you go to them and you say something to them. But that's okay. not what we do. We go tell the person down the street over here. Mm-hmm. He said, wouldn't it be better to go to that person? He said, under the law, that's what Yahweh told you to do. That's so if you had, he said, when you bring your gift to the altar, you leave it there. If you have aught against your brother, and go to your brother and try to be reconciled, you and he alone. But if he won't hear you, then you take a witness with you. Then if he won't hear that, then you, you publish it to the assembly. And if he don't hear that, then you let him be as a heathen or a publican, he said. He said, but we don't do it like that. You go tell, did you hear the latest? Did mm-hmm. you hear the latest? Mm. See, see? And he mm. called that a root of bitterness. Now, I didn't even realize the magnitude of how serious that was. That's how you have to begin to believe Yahweh. Then you can discern what's happening when those thoughts come to your head. And you mm. can avoid being deceived by them. But you got to believe the report, first of all. You can't brush off what Yahweh's saying. Oh, he just talking. That, that ain't so bad. No, you got to understand what Yahweh's saying to you. You believe what he's telling you. He ain't lying to you about it. And he's not pleased in those things. You understand? Those things are correcting. That's the chastening of Yahweh. You understand? We all, I thought to myself, who has not done that? Oh, my That's gosh. Right. Everybody's guilty of that. Who has not done that? That's right. I tell you, but you have to, you have to hear what Yahweh's saying. And then, listen, you've done it before, but then you stop doing it when Yahweh done told you something now. Mm. You can't keep doing the same ignorant, ignorant, ignorant. Well, he done told you now. And it's serious. We are supposed to be conformed to the image of his dear son. That's that pliable baby that's able to squeeze through that birth canal because his bones ain't rigid yet. And that's it's some beautiful things about the little child and the baby. And that's what Yahshua said in Matthew 18th chapter. If you haven't read it, I suggest everybody go back and read that. The mm-hmm. greatest is in the kingdom is he that is like a little child. 
And you see his little child. I have a little nephew. His birthday's today. Mm. Little JJ is one today. <laughs> and we never thought, you know, we'd have little JJ to be one. <laughs> and so yeah, but JJ at all. And so, but I just he's he's fascinating, if anything. <laughs> because his little mind, it it sees this world. I've been showing him things about trees and rocks. And he takes the tree, the little pine cone, he looks at it and he puts his hand all over it and he feels it and he's looking at it. And so you're learning, he's learning, this little mind is learning, just looking at this, you know, and he takes the rock and see, he ain't talking, he don't have no, well, what's this? I don't want this. He don't have that. He ain't doing that. He's like, why? Wow, this innocence and the wonder in his face and he's feeling it with his hands. He said, this is so amazing. (laughs) It's so pretty. You know, this is such a joyous little beautiful thing. And that's what we should be to Yahweh. Right. When Yahweh's telling you something, you understand? He's telling you something about the scriptures. He's showing you something about pattern. He's giving you proof and evidence of that. (laughs) Excuse me. That you should was wondering the light be like really wow Yahweh we're not talking about being gullible and stupid we're talking about what Yahweh has proven to us like for example that he has an infallible pattern that has to operate over and over again the way that he said it to operate you should have faith in this operation you understand Yahweh has two mysteries in operation in another class they're going through the Elohim book that's the 12th step in the, the steps in the front of the Elohim book that you must understand there are two mysteries. So you got a negative spirit that's always trying to influence you the wrong way. Always trying to get you to deny Yahshua. Always trying to get you to accuse the brethren. Always trying to get you to forget Yahshua the Messiah is, has, has made and your sufficient sufficiency is in him your sufficiency is not of yourself yes you are inadequate of yourself and boy mm-hmm. if i didn't if y'all didn't take me to do some things he's gonna take you through some things he's gonna take you through things to make you understand that you can't do nothing and get yourself out of nothing you gotta ask Yahshua, what's the point you gotta ask your father you gotta turn to yahweh you got to humble yourself to Yahweh to get out of anything. Oh, Yahweh, I know, I know what I'm doing. I can do this. No, you don't. You don't know what you're doing because you don't know what's coming, first of all. That's <laughs> you right. don't know what's coming That's down right. the pipe to hit you upside the head. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're going to do. You know what I'm Just ask Yahshua, please. Yahshua, please deliver me out. And then you have faith in the operation of Yahweh. You know what that is. The death, the burial. But I know Yahweh's going to handle this. Now, I can't say that I understand that in every aspect because this thing still come. I'd be like, oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so crazy. But you have to be still. Stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh. Ain't that the hardest thing to do? It is. Just be still. Yes. Yes, Yahweh. Okay, Okay, I'm going to stop crying. Okay, I promise. Just wait. You just got to wait. I tell you, there's something. And then the deliverance. You'd be like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And then you, you got to remember, Yahweh delivered you out of that. Thank you, Yahshua. 
Thank you, Yashra. You delivered me. Out of that. I didn't see a way. I didn't see how that would happen. And here I am on the other side of it. Thank you, Yashu. Thank you so much. That's right. It's amazing. That's right. And so those experiences are valuable because that's what that's what that's what cultivates the implicit faith in you. Now that faith in Yashua, all the way to the fact that he can overcome death, all the way to the fact that he has condemned or destroyed sin in the flesh, all the way to that point. This is what Paul said at the beginning of this age. He said, all that is not of faith is sin. Mm. Faith in what? Faith that Yahshua Messiah, as it has been reported to you by the gospel of Yahshua the Messiah. And we should just get it since we're mentioning it so much. Get 1 Corinthians 15 and listen to what Paul is saying. That that faith in that operation of Yahshua Messiah, that's what the, that's what the Gentiles had in Cornelius' house when Paul not Paul, Peter came down there preaching the report of Yahshua to them when they believed it. They had faith that Yahshua, that's what he said to do, preach repentance and remission of sins in my name. When they believed it, that's the faith. It was counted to them for righteousness. They received the Holy Spirit of promise. It's like Paul's saying here in Ephesians 1.13, you receive the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of your inheritance. That's the down payment. That's the ticket to your gaining that glorified body with Yahshua Messiah. That's on this side of the river. That's right now. And that's for real. That's absolutely for real. So having faith in Yahshua, that's what purges. That's what purges the sin. That's what justifies. You're justified by faith. Faith in the operation of Yahshua the Messiah. Faith in his report. Faith in what he's telling you. Believing Yahweh what he's saying. It's not just idle words he's saying to you. Stuff on the chart. That's not what it is. It's genuinely operating within your heart and mind. Faith in that. Now Paul said all that is not a faith is sin. See, you don't have faith in Yahshua and you steal your sins. Like he said um, in Corinthians. And you, you're going to read that too. But go ahead and read Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15 and 1. Right. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein ye stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that the Messiah died for our sins according to the scriptures. Now that's what he says the gospel is. How the Messiah died for our sins. We always skip that part. You say mm -hmm. died, that he buried it. Well, he died for our sins according to the scriptures. And my favorite scripture about it is Daniel 9 chapter, where he says 70 weeks are determined upon thy people to make an end of sin. Mm -hmm. End. End. Mm. The whole world doesn't believe there's an end mm. of it. Right. End. Now you have to have faith in that. John wrote, he that is born of Yahweh, remember you ain't born into your own family. You don't do that. But he that is born of Yahweh doth not commit sin, 
for he cannot sin. Now, <laughs> the most of us are acting like that can't be. Of course, that can't be it. The whole world, that, that's not really. No, not really. No, it's exactly the way he's saying. Doth not commit sin. Why? Because you have faith. The faith in Yahshua Messiah. The faith in Yahshua Messiah and sin cannot occupy the same space. Mm -hmm. mm. The faith in Yahshua Messiah casts out sin. Cast out the condemnation. You don't have a condemned conscience. I should have, would have, could have. Because when you have faith in Yahshua, Yahshua, when you turn to him like that little child has to, little JJ, he looked at me and said, bye-bye. I said, what? <laughs> I, said, I said, did you say that? He said, huh? <laughs> you know what he said. They don't know. But that's what a child is like. He turned to you. Mm -hmm. He know he a child. He don't know. He look at you. What about this Yahweh? What about that Yahweh? Have faith yes. that you can go to the Father. Mm. When you have faith, then you don't have con condemnation. Because when you go to him and have him lead and guide you and you have faith in that, you've done what you're supposed to do. Mm. Even when you make a mistake. Yahshua, mm. mm -hmm. I, I, I should have heard. Listen, I guarantee you, every time you make a wrong choice, something told you not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's true. Mm -hmm. But you didn't listen. You mm -hmm. want to and see you have to go through those experiences too. You have to go through that to learn that. Yes. <laughs> you gotta go through that. And see, if I had it just done, we yes. call it our first mind. If I had just done what my first mind said, now it ain't your first mind, it's Yahweh in your conscience telling you now this is what you do. But what we have to become conscious of and what Yahweh puts us through these experiences for is to turn and ask, Father, what do I do? Now, listen, when you go back and you look at the book of Joshua, I marveled at this when I read this in Joshua. You look at the nature of Joshua. Now, you know Joshua is Joshua. He is Joshua, the same one that manifested through the Virgin Mary. Joshua was back there with Moses, and he said that he was. <laughs> he said, Moses wrote of me. He did. You go back there, he writes of a Joshua, which the book is Joshua. But when you go and you read the book of Joshua about his battles, every time Joshua was going to do something, I mean, I just marveled at this. He asked Yahweh, Yahweh, shall I go against the distance? Yahweh, shall I do battle with that? And Yahweh would tell him, you have leave to do battle. You understand? I was like, whoa. Yeah, Yahshua is Yahweh. You understand? Mm -hmm. He didn't act like that. He was in the sonship degree. So he always humbled himself to the father. You go back and you read that. Read Matthew 18. Like a little child. A little child asks. Mommy, can I do this? Daddy. I remember when Maya was singing karaoke songs. She was singing these songs she knew. And we all cheered. She was so good. She was a little kid. I don't know how she was. Like four. Something. Five. And she was singing. And then she went up to Lizzie. She said, Mommy, what other songs do I know? <laughs> I thought that was the cutest thing. She don't even know she knows songs. <laughs> a child don't know that <laughs> don't know what they know you ask Yahweh and this was what Janice said the other day in her testimony she said I didn't even know I knew that <laughs> when she was explaining it to her sister mm -hmm. see Yahweh you, you ask Yahweh for that understanding he gives it to you mm 
because you you want to know and you're his child he wants you to know so you go to him in everything i don't know what to do yahweh please show me what to do and then you learn that that's your first mind that's what's telling you what to do all right you follow directions okay and then it'll work out see but you have to learn that just like a little child you have to learn that and when you have faith then you don't have condemnation because you know you follow just what Yahweh has said. You follow what you were supposed to do. And then when you don't, then you've, yeah, I should have done that. And the next time, that's mm-hmm. what you'll do, see? Yeah. And then that eradicates the condemnation and the feeling bad about you didn't do this, didn't do that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because you understand Yahweh has a purpose. All that is not a faith is sin. You understand? See, if you're not having that faith, then you're yet in your sins. But Yahshua died for our sins. Mm-hmm. According to the scriptures, he did what he said in ninth chapter. He did what he said in Jeremiah 31, 31. And when you have faith in that, see, without faith, it's impossible to please Yahweh. Now you see why? It's impossible to please Yahweh because you don't have faith in Yahshua Messiah. You don't have faith that he did what he said. You basically call Yahweh a liar or he can't do that. Or he ain't powerful enough to do that. You see? That ain't pleasing to him. So have faith. That's what's pleasing to Yahweh. And I'm, listen, I'm learning these things myself. I'm just now understanding half of the things I'm saying to you myself. Just by the experiences Yahweh's putting me through. You know? To understand that. To encourage the brethren in that. That's very real with Yahweh. That's very real being conformed to the image of his dear son. And one of the things that is sparking this in me as well is seeing how Yahweh is gleaning the fields. I mean, he's pulling people in miraculously. It's amazing. All kind of miraculous things going on. You wouldn't, you couldn't believe those reports. If that's what's happening, because Yahweh's bringing people in. It's, we're coming to the close of this world and he's bringing them all together that want to know mm-hmm. something about him. So he died for our sins according to the scriptures. And this is the other unique thing about what Paul says. Keep reading what he's saying. Mm-hmm. A third verse. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that the Messiah died for our sins according to the scriptures, mm-hmm. and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Keep reading. And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. Now, this is the thing, you know, see, we, we don't, we stop there, right? Mm-hmm. But it said, and. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened after that. Yes. He died, buried, resurrected, according to the scriptures, and he was seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. He keeps saying this. Keep going. And that he was seen of Kephas, then of the 12. Yep. And that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. Now, how did they see him? They had visions of Yahshua Messiah. You have to see him. Keep reading. Of whom the greater part remain to this present, but some mm-hmm. are fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. After that, he was seen of James, then mm-hmm. of all the apostles. Mm-hmm. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as mm-hmm. of one born out of due time. Mm-hmm. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of Elohim. Mm -hmm. But by grace of Yahweh, I am what I am. Now, see, Paul didn't work upon it. He was chosen by grace. Yahweh selected him. 
and prepare him to do the preaching to the Gentiles. So he did. He had to see Yahshua. He was given a vision. And see, this is what I'm saying. The same experience has to happen to you. That's why you have a vision given by Yahweh at the end of this world. And Dr. Kenley said, you have to have the same vision. You got to see this thing. You got to see Yahshua. Not above the sun, moon, and stars and over across yonder in the mountain and in the holy, in the, uh, the desert place or whatever. It's like a silo there, Matthew. You have to see him in you. You have to see Yahshua right within your most holy place, right within you. And that's not impossible. That is possible. That's what Yahweh made possible. Exactly that. Right now, this is the inheritance on this side of the river. You understand? That inheritance on this side of the river and on that side. You just walk right from one realm or one room to the next room and see they can't we all can't inherit so some have already walked into that next room but they can't inherit just like those children of Israel back there they couldn't sit down in their inheritance until all of the brethren had gained their inheritance so they had to go over and fight and when all of the land had been subdued then they could go back and return to their rest to their inheritance so that's the same way with us. They can't be glorified without us. So they're waiting. They're at rest. They're at peace. And they, they don't experience no sorrow about not being here either. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Because no. where they are is so beautiful. And Dick Davis, I think Dr. Lauren Lewis played that tape yes. recently. Dick Davis, that's what he was talking about. The state he was in was not yet heaven. That's that rest state. The state of just, you know, just before you, you uh, inherit that glorified body, that state of rest after you transitioned out of this physical. And he talked about how beautiful that was. He talked about coming back to this realm was cold. Ain't that something? This is cold and dark. It's a beautiful day out here today. And this is cold and dark compared to the, the spirit realm. That's really awesome. And that's something to look forward to. And that's something to... To, to not want to miss that's something to want to be a part of that's right you know with yashua messiah and when we have all these classes so i want you to go to the part in corinthians where he says but some man will say see this is always a problem he gets a natural mm -hmm. carnal manic crazy man and mm -hmm. say well how did the dead raise and what body did they come so i want to go i want you to go to that part mm -hmm. i think that is um the 12th verse okay uh, okay now if the messiah be preached that he rose from the dead yeah i'll say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead yeah see go ahead but if there be no resurrection of the dead then is the messiah not risen right and if the messiah be not risen then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain see that faith we talk about faith but your faith has no effect if the messiah is not risen what's he talking about he ain't talking about being risen from the dead two thousand years ago from the tomb he's talking about being risen in you if it doesn't take on form in you then your faith is vain right it has no effect for you 
So you have to see Yahshua risen in your heart and mind. And he has, but it was so pretty what was gone into this um, this morning's lecture. It was so pretty. He talked about how you are even the same person, these people that used to hang out in these bars and stuff. And they, they, they would hang. <laughs> my mother talking about, my mother said, hanging around with stars in these bars. <laughs> I remember that song. Right. <laughs> and so you thought in your mind, you thought it was something. You know, you thought that was something. And so they had their dean who's now passed on. They said, now here you are hanging out with these Bible people on Saturday night. So you weren't down here with no Bible study on Saturday night. You changed. Something's wrong. What's wrong with him? Why are you over there at them Bible people? And they were talking about how when they moved into their neighborhood, they told all their neighbors about their friends and family gathering and come, you know, he said, these people used to go bowling with us and they used to babysit our kids. After we told them about Yahweh, they said, oh, you don't talk to them no more. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. They said they were, they were, um, and it's in the scriptures. So you were hated of all nations for my namesake. So you were uh, rejected of men for my namesake. You said the name Yahweh. Oh no, you crazy. <laughs> you understand? But you've changed, see. Now that's what's coming out of your mouth. So there has been a change made. You understand? And there should be. You should see that. That Yahweh has taken you captive. That's right. You are all prisoners. And it's a wonderful thing to be a prisoner of that, the truth. So here, the Messiah, he's raised a quickening spirit. It's not a natural body anymore. Go ahead and read. And that's what this beautiful springtime that we're experiencing is reflecting. The resurrection is wonderful. We're so glad to get out of the dodges of the gray sky winter and the beautiful trees and the leaves and the grass that you got to cut now every other day. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. And the flowers you got to plant. And then the fruits of that, those flowers grow up. And Dr. Kelly in this lecture, he says, now, if you got any sense, you go get you some beans, some peas, some something. Go plant them in the ground and see what happens. He said, it don't come up. A, he said, it comes up a young bean. And I didn't realize that. It's a new creature, you know, but it's young. It's, it's newness of life. So you try to take on the next age, the same old shackled, broke down body. Like the Jehovah's Witnesses say, you know, you ain't taking this body over there. You have, you're going to have a new body. And it's, it's so pretty, though. And that's what these plants magnify. They come up these new leaves and seeds. Yeah, they're beautiful. It's beautiful. That's the resurrection. That's the type. You're in the earth plane. And the reality is beautiful. So this is what Paul's describing. Go ahead and read where you are. That's the 15th verse. Mm-hmm. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of Yahweh because we have testified of Yahweh that he raised up the Messiah, mm-hmm. whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. All right. For if the dead rise not, then is not the Messiah raised. Mm-hmm. And if Messiah be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yes, yet sir. in your sins. Yes, yes. Okay, we know. Then they also, which are fallen asleep in the Messiah, are perished. See, now this is what we're talking about, people that pass on. If there's no resurrection of the dead, if there's nothing beyond this life, which he's going to go on and talk about. 
Mm-hmm. There's something beyond this life. That's why you, that's not that's why you're not all in despair about mm-hmm. this. You've seen this all your life with the resurrection of the spring. There's something beyond the death. There's that's newness true. of life beyond the death. And you have faith in that. Mm-hmm. Not just words and stuff you're reading in the Bible. It's faith in that. Mm-hmm. So that's where you don't have that kind of like the previous speaker talking about. You're not falling apart. You understand? You have faith in that. Go ahead and read it. If in this life only we have mm-hmm. hope in the Messiah, we are of all men most miserable. Mm-hmm. But now is the Messiah risen from the dead and become mm-hmm. the first fruits of them that slept. Right. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in the Messiah shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Messiah the first fruits, afterward they that are the Messiahs at his coming. Mm-hmm. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to Yahweh, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. Mm-hmm. Keep For going. he must reign till he have put all enemies mm-hmm. under his feet. Right. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. That's right. For he hath put all things under his feet. Mm-hmm. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. In other words, yeah. he's not the one that's being put under. You understand? He's accepted from that. Mm-hmm. But this is where, um, where you know, some have misconstrued that Yahshua is no longer necessary. Right? Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Reading in these things, you see, and not understanding the true supernal nature that mm-hmm. Yahweh is Yahshua. You see, and Yahshua is a character, let me say, an attribute. Just like Yahweh is salvation, Yahweh is intelligence, Yahweh is knowledge, Yahweh is wisdom, Yahweh is justice, Yahweh is foundation. He don't possess those things. That's not something he's doing. That's what he is. Yahweh is salvation. And he's always that. He always is that. Now, whether he is manifesting that or operating in that sense, you understand? But he always is that. He's never not going to not be that. But if there's nothing, you understand, if there's no creation, then he's not operating as that. If there's no creation, he's at rest. It's not that he doesn't need it or he's not, you understand? He always, he's still who he is. It's like a kid. Like I was pondering this about how when I was a child, I used to think my parents, you know, they came into being when I existed. (laughs) Now, true. They became parents because they had me. And I'm, a, I'm not the only thing that made them parents. So, you know, understand what I'm saying? They had other kids. But before they had kids, they were people of their own. You understand what I'm saying? They were, you know, Eugene and Elena were people who had their own <laughs> thought and being and before I existed. But a child thinks that, you know, the parent only exists for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As a kid, as a kid's perspective, you know, so Yahweh is salvation only for you. Well, no, he always is that. He's he's salvation because that's his attribute. Right. And he magnified and manifests that attribute to you. And yes, for you. 
but he remains that even after that, you know, he remains that. Now in the next creation, he may manifest a different attribute. Yahweh is mercy. He is that too. You understand? And he always is that. He's always just. He's never not just. That's right. Yahweh's never not doing, Yahweh's never doing something unfair. Oh, that's crazy. That's right. Okay. Who gonna judge him say he is unfair? That's crazy. That's right. No, no, no. That's the child's perspective of a parent. You see what I'm saying? That's the child. Mm -hmm. He's just a little kid. And Yahweh knows that. He loves us. Mm -hmm. you know, he, he waits on us to understand. But here, these, this, this, what Paul is saying, that body, that one that has all things put under him, he is accepted who has put all things under him till the last enemy is destroyed. Then, and I like the wording of this because I always mess it up. So can you read it? Go ahead and read where you are. 28th verse. Uh -huh. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, uh -huh. then shall the son also himself, himself be, right. be subject unto him that right. put all things all under things. him, right. that Yahweh may be Maybe all, all in all. That's, right. That's so pretty. Yes, he's gonna, he's gonna, in other words, it all goes back into the father. And he's all in all. That's right. And that's, that's what that Ayah Ayah talked about. He will be all. I will be what I will be, which is all in all. <laughs> so pretty. I think we said that in another recent lecture. But, you know, um, I know that in there it talks about, you know, what body do they come, thy fool? Mm -hmm. What bears grain except it be planted, you know, bear the image of the grain that was planted. When you plant a tomato plant, you expect tomatoes to come up on mm -hmm. green mm -hmm. stalks you understand you don't expect a, a big tomato seed <laughs> and yet that tomato has all seeds in it it has multiplied its seeds within it you know new seeds too for new plants but it has a different body so is the resurrection of the dead it's sown in corruption but it is raised in incorruption it's sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body there is natural body but there is a spiritual body. Mm -hmm. That's so pretty. Mm -hmm. so we're not we're not hanging and clinging to this physical, because there is a spiritual body, and we know that we have another body, not of this building. You understand? It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna stop uh, here and let another speaker um, continue on, and I hope you got something out of it. All praise be to Yashua if you did. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Brazil, for that beautiful testimony. Yes. And for our next speaker, uh, we're going to call on our uh, president, Dr. Edward Yule. Edward, Dr. Yule, do you have any words? Let me get my mic on here. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay. First of all, I've really enjoyed all the words that were presented today in spirit and truth. And um, just as far as a brief testimony, um, just two things that um, in these last few classes that I've been focused on is our faith and the fact that we will be judged and judgment. So um, just someone get uh, Romans 10, 17, faith come by hearing. But before you get to that, get uh, Ephesians 2 and 8, which uh, Rhonda had left off. She had mentioned it. Get Ephesians 2 and 8. 
Dr. Nelson, can you please write those scriptures for me, please? Anyone else can read it? I got Yes, it. that's Ephesians 2 and 8. Mm -hmm. For by grace are ye saved through faith, mm -hmm. and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of Yahweh. Now, you see this? Is, in other words, it's a gift for you to be called to be a part of this divine teaching, but to have faith. Uh, you got to be able to decipher and hear things. So get over there in Romans 10, 17, right quick. Mm -hmm. That's Romans. Mm -hmm. That's Romans 10 and 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of Yahweh. Okay, so um, that's two things. And the other one, I just tell you, by faith, it's impossible to please him. That's Hebrews 11 chapter. So if we were to read Hebrews 11, 1 through 6 and substitute Yahshua for faith, yeah. just do it on two of those verses. Yeah. And then uh, I have a, a brief announcement to make. That's Hebrews 11 and 1. Mm -hmm. Now, Yahshua is the substance of things hoped for. Now we know he's the source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything in his superincorporal form of Yahweh Elam, which mm -hmm. made all things. Okay, just one more. The third verse, through Yahshua, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of Yahweh, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And, and we know in John 1 and 1 through 14, he was in the world, the world was made by him. Colossians 1.15, the world was made by him. So he was three in one as our savior. So mm -hmm. that'll end my testimony, but I have a brief um, announcement before I, I get off. Um, <clears throat> as president, I'm pleased to announce that um, on Saturday, May 29th, the Southfield Board of uh, Directors appointed Ron Atkins as vice president of the Southfield branch class. So we wish to thank him for, in advance for the service that I know he'll provide. And that's my announcement that Ron is our new vice president. It will be posted on our web page and on any other appropriate documents that we have that are shown. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Yule. And we'll like to ask our new VP, Dr. Atkins, if he would like a brief word or something to say. You gotta turn off your, um, unmute your mic, Dr. Atkins, if you're speaking. Okay, he might be having technical difficulty. I'll announce uh, while he's trying to get off mute. Um, also next Sunday, June the 6th, we're gonna have a special lecture on the uh, 2300 days. And that will be done by uh, the Dean of the Saginaw, Michigan branch, Dr. Clovis Screws. Dr. Atkins, were you able to get off mute? Or Diane? Is he on your phone, Diane? <laughs> Yes, okay, yes, I'm there with, we uh, go. Hello. I'm, with, uh, I'm on <laughs> Diane's. Uh, That's okay. I think device. she's okay with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I just want to say thank you guys so much. Uh, uh, it, it would be my pleasure. <laughs> That's a uh, that that that'll be so exciting. I am so uh, honored to be uh, a part of the class and this honor right here. This is incredible. Thank you guys so much. We love you all so much. I got a new device. That's the only reason why I couldn't unmute, but I'm on Diane's device. But thank you all so much. And uh, man, I have really been enjoying these classes. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you guys so much for putting these Zoom classes on. Mm -hmm. We love you guys. And I, I hope we get a chance to see you soon. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise Joshua. Thank you. And um, it's definitely an honor uh, to have you. And it is a work. So be prepared because <laughs> too much is given. <laughs> And that does bring a conclusion to our uh, Zoom session this, this morning. We want to thank all of our participants and we want to thank all our speakers. And once again, our condolences to the brethren of the Oakland branch on the passing uh, of their brother. And I think her name is Dr. Wheeler um, that passed away. So we wanna uh, give our condolences. We hold our classes here every Tuesday and Thursday evening from 6.30 PM to 8.30 PM Eastern Standard Time and on Sundays from uh, 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. We'll now have our doxology, which is taken from the last two verses from the book of Jude. May we please stand in our hearts and minds to give honor and reverence to Yahweh. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power before all time, excuse me, now and forever. Let us all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah.